welcome to episode 229 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I'm Ollie Spake, and I'm joined by one half of our main beach parkrun live on the scene crew, Melissa Ellis. Hi, Ollie. How are you, Mel? Oh, I'm exhausted. It was a massive morning on Saturday. It was. It was. It was um, a pretty big turnout. Definitely, and big thank you to Lyndall for being there and being my... Uh, what would you say, co-pilot for the day? Thanks, Lyndall. I really appreciated all your support. Yeah, it was it was wonderful to have you and Lyndall on the scene, and obviously some support in the background too. And hopefully, enjoying the park run yourselves. Definitely, it was a great vibe there. Um, always wanted to do the pilgrimage to Australia's very first park run. I had uh, two years ago in my sights to be there for the 10th anniversary and the cards just fell in my favour. I just happened to be planning a holiday in northern New South Wales at exactly the same time that the anniversary was going to occur and when I looked up the distance that it was going to be to Main Beach, only, you know, an hour away, I just couldn't believe my luck. So, blessed, blessed to have made it there, really blessed. (laughs) Would you say that things easily fell into place, Mel, so you could just be there? (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mel, I do know the answer to that question. Anybody that knows me uh, away from social media would know that there was a lot of anguish and stress in the week prior to the anniversary with in, with the COVID situation, if I was actually going to make it uh, to my flight to Brisbane yes, due to the lockdown and whether I was going to be able to cross borders, being that I, my accommodation was in northern New South Wales and uh, actually the night before when my flight was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, nothing went smooth, but we got there. And it was fabulous and I was so excited. You know, thank you to you, Ollie, for giving up your parkrun morning and I do apologise. And I said this live, I know, on the morning and I've said it privately, but when I got this grand idea that we could go live on the morning, it didn't occur to me that you would actually have to give up your parkrun morning at Shell Harbour or wherever you might have otherwise preferred to be to be able to host with Danny. So I'm sorry. (laughs) And thank you. No need for a sorry. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Look, firstly, it wasn't too hard a decision to to want to be online there. Look, there, there was an event number two that was maybe within driving distance, the uh, previously mentioned uh, Avondale University oh. College <laughs> Park Run that, uh, that was on the radar, but uh, there will be other event twos. This sort of thing doesn't come around very often. And look, in your defence, I still got to enjoy some of my favourite features of a park run. I got to be up at Shell Harbour at first light, you know, just taking the gear up there for the wonderful Shell Harbour event team. That's two mentions already on the pod this week. And I got to have a coffee, which Hannah stepped in and brought me, which was fantastic, and to go up afterwards and chat to people after their park run. So as far as I said, I enjoyed two park runs. So um, I scored. I'm glad, Ollie. And I also saw afterwards that M Scholarly, she had a mm. milestone. So I actually felt 
doubly guilty that you may have missed that. So shout out to M and congratulations on your milestone. What what was it, Ollie? Can you was it it was a volunteer milestone? Yeah, M has notched up two hundred volunteers <gasps> and she's an absolute stalwart. She is just one of the one of the family, one of the community at Shell Harbour Park Run. Um, I don't think you know for most people that would have visited Shell Harbour Park Run, you can imagine it without her. And we are so fortunate to have had her help for so many different volunteer roles and, and volunteer days at Park Run. I think M helps us all enjoy a Park Run morning, and and you know she's. Certainly, uh, when I caught her at the very end there, you know, she looked like she'd had a good morning too. Didn't get to chat too, too much, but well done, Em. We really appreciate it. Oh, big kudos to Em. And if we don't see you this year at Palm, we hope mm-hmm. we see you again very soon. That's right. And look, Mel, I think the the other plus was, of course, to to get to have a run at the live and and hopefully come this you know, long awaited return of Park Run in England to have a bit of a, cl- a clue as to which buttons we're going to be pressing when we cross live over to our family over there in the UK, or sorry, in England at least, uh, for their return. I hope you're all over that, Ali, because like. I've got no experience. I just know how to be on the ground. (laughs) And that's not going to be any help on the day. Uh, I think it was a great experience. A a huge thank you also needs to go to to Danny Norman, of course, of With Me Now podcast, who um, gave us this opportunity to go live to share such a fantastic event for Parkrun in Australia, for the Main Beach Parkrun community, and really just, you know, for, for our enjoyment no, Danny, you, you've you've been so supportive, and we we really look forward to paying that back to you. He is the ultimate professional. That's right. But yes, I've still got the notes on the buttons, and uh, let's let's hope we don't mess it up. That's good, Ollie. You're in charge of the buttons, and I'll just talk with a mouthful of marbles underwater. Excellent. <laughs> and so, Main Beach on the morning, Mel. How was it? Oh. Do you know, when we first arrived, I was like, oh, there's, there's not a lot of people here. I, I really felt like this was uh, an event where maybe the coronavirus had had an impact, where people were mm-hmm. staying away. I, I looked around at the crowd. I think, you know, I commented to Lyndall and Tracy, oh, what do you reckon? There's, you know maybe 200, 250, that kind of thing. Uh, We were thinking, oh, maybe it'll push out to 300. When we got to the end, we realised that there was in excess of 500 people. Wow, where did they come from? They just converged at the last minute. That was amazing. Uh, it, It just didn't feel like there was that many people there. Especially, mm. you know, at the briefing, um, everybody and everybody had masks on. Everybody was doing the right thing, and that's mm. what was really brilliant as well to see that level of compliance with the regulations that Parkrun was asking for. That was really good. Yeah, big well done to all the parkrunners and the event team involved. That wasn't easy. I mean, for context, there was a there was a snap three day lockdown, wasn't it? Called in Brisbane on Monday evening, which was only lifted on the Thursday evening, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Didn't include the Gold Coast, but clearly uh, that would have played on everyone's mind, yours included, uh-huh. going into this this big event for us, certainly us as, as parkrunners and, and so the Parkrun Australia community. So you know, well done to everyone who weathered that. You know, we we're fortunate to not see many cases and to have had that lifted and then to see, as you say, so many people wearing masks. Yeah, Ollie, this just wasn't about 
Main Beach having a birthday. Mm. This was the whole of Australia. This was, you know, the anniversary of Tim Oberg bringing Parkrun to Australia and starting the trajectory that we now have. Yeah, it's a great milestone and it's probably... (laughs) Also exciting that we will now get to celebrate lots more 10 year anniversaries mm-hmm. as we roll through. Anyone clocking off your um, I, 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 if you have the opportunity to travel, like Mel, who notched up your number one on the I, 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 well done. Yes. You know, you could, you could follow these. <laughs> <laughs> I've got big plans now. Anything you want to share, Mel? Well, next week I'm going to do Kira which is also in the top 10. Yes. However, I am missing New Farm. So I'm making plans potentially later in the year to come back to pick up a New Farm, and when I do, I will jump to six. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, for a short space of time there, I was ahead of you on that one, but uh, (laughs) 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 I'm just going to sit back here on one for some time. You've got to try a bit harder than that, Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's exciting. Good to see you embracing the III. Yes. But uh, we had some feedback from our pod last week where we both were a bit oblivious to the reference to the Wheatbix Park Run at that's right. Avondale University College. Yes. Thank you, Peter Polman, because that had gone in one ear and straight out the other <laughs> ear. So uh, <laughs> the Wheatbix Park Run, which is quite a nice name, but I had completely forgotten as to why the, the Dodfather had uh, called it that name or obviously announced that it had that name, being on the grounds of the previous sanitarium factory. So, um, yeah, big, a big thank you. Anywho, Ollie. You have an interview with the esteemed Bathurst EDs, I believe, Stephen and Jen. That's right, yeah. Had the opportunity to catch up to them after, a, would say recent, but it was a few weeks, potentially longer than that ago, that they, they did visit um, a favourite park run of mine. And, uh, yeah, it was wonderful to catch up with them. Well, let's have a listen. guests this week on the Parkrun Adventurers podcast are the event directors of Bathurst Parkrun. Between them, they've amassed more than 300 times volunteering and even more parkruns completed and visited a whole swag of different parkruns along the way. Welcome to the podcast, Jen Arnold and Stephen Jackson. Hi, Ollie. Good to be here. Hello, Ollie. Great to be here. Thank you both for joining. I know it's it's been a, a few weeks of, of catching up and, and chasing each other, but it's been Great to finally get the chance to talk to you both. Oh, telephone tag is the way it tends to work. We tend to be travelling a lot and lots of touristing, and so we, it's good when we finally cross paths. Yeah, certainly a lot of touristing. I definitely want to hear a bit more about that, but um, maybe just to start things off, could you share with us, please, uh, how did Parkrun enter your lives or each of your lives, as it were? Well, I used to run a lot. That was my sort of main Main pastime was just running, but a lot up to marathon sort of and ultras, I suppose. But then six or seven years ago, I was told by a surgeon that uh, a crash tackle I'd suffered in uh, touch football meant I'd never run again. And just at about the same time, parkrun came onto the horizon. I was in Sydney um, and it sort of popped up and uh, I thought, yeah, okay, I'll start doing that one. I was with Sydney Striders in Sydney and uh, I started to look at that. And nothing actually came of it in Sydney. 
that I moved up to Bathurst to get out of out of the rat race and I uh, thought, okay, here's a place that needs a park run. Let's see if I can get it up and running. And in parallel to that, I'd applied uh, to the board for Park Run Australia. So I was getting quite involved with Park Run, not having run any. Um, but uh, I had tried to get Park Run started here in Bathurst and unfortunately new new to the the uh, town didn't know anybody wasn't connected to council had no you know so I had trouble getting uh, getting organized in that space and uh, so we went from there while all of that was happening for Stephen I'd actually done my first park run down where you are Ollie at Shell Harbour Park Run I'd never never done it before but I'd um, I was a member of Running Mums Australia as I'm sure many of your listeners are know that that group um, and I was on holidays down at Shell Harbour and knew there was a park run down there and and had no idea really of what it was but wanted to give it a go and I just remember how welcomed I was by everyone at park run it was it I felt like part of the family from day dot and I knew no one there um, but it was that moment that I decided that I wanted to bring park run to Bathurst as well and and I was living here in, in Bathurst at the time. And we didn't know each other at that stage. There was no connection. And uh, uh, but one January, I there took my youngest son to start fourth class school and uh, met the teacher and all good there. Went home. And there was the email from Parkrun Australia saying, "There's somebody else in Bathurst who wants to start a parkrun." Good. Okay. What's what's their name anyway? Jen Arnold. She happened to be the teacher of my youngest son. So I went into school the next day and said, um, park run, and it sort of started from there. Wow. That was the start of our, our park run journey, Ollie. It was, uh, it was quite strange. And, and Stephen said to me, well, I asked him, what's been the holdup? Why have you not been able to get park run happening in Bathurst? And uh, he said, well, being new to the city, I'm, I, I don't really know anyone here. I've got no connections at council and um, I don't know who to talk to. And, you know, with a wink, I said, leave that one with me. My father was the, uh, was the deputy mayor at the time and my running group were all directors on council. So it was a pretty easy process of, then of finding the right people that we needed to talk to. And it was only a couple of months later that we launched. Wow. I mean, that's um Certainly very serendipitous. Yeah. It was. I mean, I had the connections to Park Run Australia of being on the board and Jen had the yes. connections locally. So six months, bang, up and running. Although our very first Park Run, number one, got washed out, flooded. The course got absolutely, literally washed, um, away. washed away. So it was a couple of weeks of getting that sorted out, having to come up with a new course. And uh, But since then, we've only been washed out once more. So it's been uh, it's been very good. Touch wood. So you, you've touched on the origins of Bathurst Park Run quite strongly there. Um, so that was back, was it 2016, 2017? 2016, yeah. We launched uh, at the end of July in 2016. Midwinter in Bathurst, minus X degrees, freezing, <laughs> but we launched and uh, we've been averaging a couple of hundred every week ever since, which is brilliant for a country town. Fantastic support. So you, you've obviously got a, a very healthy contingent of locals, uh, a strong community there. And that's that's the key, isn't it, Ollie? I think in in most parkrun communities is is the people around. Um, you know, I said when we had to pause parkrun for COVID, it's um, that was what we all missed the most. It, we can all do a five kilometre run or walk at any time, anywhere we like. 
but it's the getting together and, and belonging to something, feeling like you've got people around you um, who are happy to see you. That's that's the part that we all missed. So, yeah, we're very lucky here in Bathurst with the the um, the strength of the community and, and people that, that want to come out and support each other and look forward to seeing each other and, and feel sort of proxy family to each other. And, and that's probably something to, to mention here is that it is family and that's where both of us separately, we were just good friends for a couple of years there, um, yes. we were uh, both going through uh, traumatic times outside of uh, Parkrun and uh, over that time um, we kind of worked out that we kind of liked each other and uh, end result is we're together now, both as <laughs> EDs and uh, in per- private life as well. You could barely find a more appropriate match. <laughs> it's quite remarkable. It, it's one of those things that we travel the world together and do things together, but parkrun seems to be the common theme around the world. Appropriate or inappropriate partners, I'm not sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started, we were just good friends for years there to begin yeah. with and uh, it was funny after we ended up together a couple of years ago now, uh, a number on the team of our team said, yeah, it was just a matter of time for you two. So anyway, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the great thing about a strong community is they can read you like a book. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and very supportive ever since, which is brilliant. Well, that's fantastic. And and along the way, so clearly you've, you've you know, as part of the um, event team, as the core of the event team, you've found a way to, to both volunteer many, many times and participate many times at Bathurst. Have you got any highlights across the, the Bathurst Parkrun journey? Oh, I'd, I'd have to say um, getting to know people's stories a little bit, Ollie. Um, you know, we touched on it before that we feel sort of part of the family for, for quite a lot of people and um, there's a, a couple here who are sort of stranded in Bathurst uh, w- with COVID. They're from Reading in the UK and we've become quite close friends with Jim and Pam. They can't travel home at the moment so Bathurst has become home to them. So we love that we've sort of become proxy family to them um, but there was an, another woman who still runs with us Anne um, and this is a, a bit of a special story for us both but uh, the week after Anne started park running she's in her I want to say early 60s perhaps um, a week after she started park running she was diagnosed with terminal cancer and um, for a long while things were not looking great for her um, but she did not miss a park run. She turned up every single week and some weeks it was she was feeling great and some weeks were a real struggle for her. She um, sewed herself a little sort of over-the-shoulder bag where she put her chemo uh, chemotherapy drugs that were still being administered while she was walking at park run. Um, wow. And her oncologist attributes so much of her her health now to to parkrun to the community support of feeling like she belongs to something and the need to get up and move each day um, at one stage she was talking to us about her palliative care um, which was really difficult for us to to you know think about for her and I'm sure it was for her also I, I work in health hence the connection there. Yeah. Um, so it was, a, it was a really touching moment when she was able to finally tell us that she was firstly completely in remission and, and now no signs at all of her cancer and she, she uh, 
you know, is just over the moon and, and really does a tribute park run to, to saving her life, essentially, I suppose. So it's it's lovely that we have her and her family. She's got a really big family group that run and walk with her of all different ages. But um, it's those sorts of moments that you don't have if you're just running by yourself, you know, around the block a couple of times. It's just an extension of that. An interesting thing that we've done is totally left field, is our course is two laps. So you got two laps around the river. But what we did um, soon after we'd moved it to two laps through the, the river is that you do one lap, you do a U-turn and go back the same way. And that whole reason for that is community. So people see each other. I know you're not allowed to high-five at the moment. But see each <laughs> other, say hello. And even the fast people see the slower people, the walkers, say hello to the tail runners, and it, it just builds that community. And so it's probably one of the better things we did. Uh, for the duration and and got a lot of support out of that as we all do yeah yeah absolutely oh, i think you know there's a touching story and just fantastic that Anne was able to find that kind of support and that you know weekly i wouldn't say balance but obviously uh, a way to you know, just embrace something through all of her ups and downs um you know Clearly, you know, the heart's in the right place for the team in, in bringing that kind of approach um, and, and making that possible for someone like her and, and obviously so many more. Um, big fan of the high-fiving. Um, so I'm going to love it when it comes back. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait for that to come back. Isn't it silly, just something so simple as, well, I suppose it's human connection really, isn't it, that we're missing? Um, but just that ability to you know, your friends or the little people, the littlest people that are watching us and learning from us and, um, you know, having having those little high fives to power you up along the way is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it really does help. Uh, look, I look forward to getting out and, and enjoying that. And even if it means I don't have to high, sorry, if I can't high five, um, I look forward to taking on your course and enjoying that that reverse second loop. Yeah, it makes all the difference. There's, I mean, it's you know, there's I suppose some some courses are limited that they that they can't do it or they for whatever reason choose not to. But I think some of the courses that we've run where you do cross people where you're passing people who are who are running back and out and back courses and those I I would um, choose those probably as some of my favorite runs because you mm. you do get to look people in the eye look people in the face and and you're not just have that sort of half dozen people around you that you're all running at a similar pace you get to see everyone who's who's out there it's special very true now i suppose almost to balance that you're both clearly very speedy and show a passion i mean Stephen, you mentioned there um some impressive running triathlon and and you know other pedigree um beyond park run um so you know was was sport a big part of life before park run and does it continue to carry that that role in your lives i i think it does i mean i've been a runner since forever probably the best way to put it I used to run you know marathons at a decent pace and 5k 10k all that sort of thing track um and when I was told that you can't run anymore because of my knee you know that was sort of end of the world as we know it but park Mm. run came along at just the right time and managing 5k was perfect it's it's held together remarkably but I've Proceeded to extend that into Ironman triathlon, half Ironman, uh, running many marathons and some ultras, uh, purely from managing the process. And at the, the heart of all of this, and it was um, we're doing an Ironman in, in a month's time, um, was yeah doing it on a 
a diet of parkrun, which is a great little balance there. So I've, I've run forever and now it's very much parkrun is the, the obsession, to say the least. Yeah, I wasn't um, – I certainly wasn't a runner, not nearly as much as what Stephen was. I only took up running when I was about um, 30. I re- clearly remember the day that I decided that I was going to start running. I was um, – Uh, reading the uh, Sunday Telegraph, I think it was, and they had a Couch to Bridge in Nine Weeks program. And I I was studying at the time and travelling backwards and forwards from Bathurst to Sydney to go to uni up there and working full-time and it was, you know, sort of juggling everything. And and I thought that's just something for me and, you you know, to feel better. It wasn't necessarily a weight loss or anything like that. I just wanted to feel better than what I felt and um, started running, you know, 30 seconds at a run and then four and a half minutes to recover. I'm sure lots of people are familiar with a program similar to that and and ran the Blackmoors Bridge Run, you know, 10 weeks later or something like that. Um, and that's when I started running and I, and I certainly wasn't a long-distance runner and I wasn't fast. Um, I'm certainly not anywhere near as fast as what Stephen can get. <laughs> we, we tend to like to run together just because we're a bit social like that and, and off for a chatter, but, but if we're running together, I'll often, you know, tap him on the back and tell him to run off and I'll see you back <laughs> at home again. <laughs> it's like a racehorse. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's lots of different things in our lives and, and I slowly built up to running marathons and, and, um, I've done a couple of ultras now. Um, and it was only when I was training from, for, I did two marathons in seven weeks, which is generally not recommended. I was breaking. (laughs) (laughs) My body was protesting quite loudly. And Stephen said to me at the time, he said, why don't you, you start cycling instead to just cross train, keep your cardio up and, and give your body a rest off the off the running. And I didn't hate it as as much as what I thought I would. Um, I fully okay. expected mm-hmm. to hate cycling. Um, and then the week after I ran Melbourne Marathon, um, he suggested that he that I come and watch a triathlon. And I thought, well, I'm not going all that way just to watch. I'll give it a shot. I'll you know participate and I'd never never been on a road bike I was only ever cycling at the gym and um so the day before my first triathlon I got on a road bike and did a few laps of the cul-de-sac and uh gave it a go and proceeded to win her age group (laughs) yeah (laughs) turns out I I, gentle start yeah I think all the speedy ladies stayed home that day or something it must have been but I was only in joggers I I was still much too scared to try and put proper cycling shoes on the cleats and whatever but it, it just it was a fun way to spend life you know there's there's so many really fun people to be around when we're doing triathlon or when we're cycling or running um and it's and it's a great way to you know to travel and meet people and yeah i used to travel a lot for work um both Mm. nationally and internationally and running was one consistent thing i could take all over the world and if only Parkland had been around 20 years ago, I could have, you know, yeah. <laughs> used out at that stage. But I used a, a lot of different running locations around the world. It's been a great way to see the, see the countryside, see a city. So running is, is very much part of our lives. Fantastic, you know, journey you've both taken so far. And you're both very modest, of course. I mean, as part of that, understand you've donned the green and gold 
at least on one one stage, uh, potentially a couple of stages. Can you tell us a bit about that? 2019, we um, qualified for the, it's age group, but for the World uh, Triathlon Championships in Lucerne in uh, Switzerland, which we uh, both qualified for, so went over for that. Of course, detoured via Singapore to get a park run on the way over, and Jen, on the way back, managed to get Bushy Park in. So we left a day late for that, of course. Yeah, that's um, what you do. <laughs> so, so that was that World Champs. And then the year before that, I was at the uh, Cycling World Champs in Albi in France, the south of France, and went down and ran La Ramée, which is near Toulouse, the, the park run down there. So we've, we've done a bit. We've run, I've run the six majors uh, marathons around the world, you know, New York and Boston a couple of times. Um, so, yeah, we, we've done a bit and yeah. we'll keep doing it. Yeah. But now the objective is to get far more tourism, far more park runs. Collect those. They're the, they're the focus now, certainly the obsession. <laughs> well, you've started a healthy collection so far. I mean, there's a bit of international tourism in there for sure. You're both international tourists, as I understand it, so four different countries in your repertoire so far? Yes, that's right. So Australia, obviously. But um, as Stephen touched on, when we were travelling to the world champs in 2019, we'd, you know, sort of got all our flights organised and just about locked in. And then it occurred to us that we were travelling on a Sunday and what a ridiculous day to leave Australia and travel on a Sunday. So we left Australia the Friday night instead and flew into Singapore um, and had less than 24 hours in Singapore but managed to get East Coast Park Run in there, um, which was lovely. I mean, Singapore's a brilliant spot and uh, to get a park run in there was, was really fun. And uh, when we were in, in uh, Lausanne in Switzerland, we so the World Championships were on a Sunday, which was really considerate of them, leaving Saturday free for us to hire a car, drive across the border <laughs> into France, and do a park run at um, Lac du Divan, which is you know sort of an hour across the across into the French border into the French country. <laughs> it was it was really brilliant. But then uh, the, the classic was after the race, uh, we went to Paris then to London for a bit, and. Uh, we decided we had to do the park run on the Saturday, of course. Um, Jen hadn't done Bushy Park, so we got the train down to Wimbledon. But I had done Bushy Park, so I had to add another to my list. So we got to Wimbledon, mm -hmm. got off the train. She trotted a couple of K to Bushy Park. I trot trotted the other direction to Kingston. We ran our park runs, got back together again for a coffee afterwards. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was interesting in that Bushy Park has all the tourists, 15, 1,600 tourists, and Kingston had me. I was the only tourist there because it's 400 people, but it's all the escapees from Bushy Park to get a non-tourist. <laughs> all the locals. <laughs> all the locals going yeah. locally, but they've got so many park runs there. It's brilliant. Good to hear that there's been a lot of sense in how you've planned that. I and mean, what, what have you enjoyed most about visiting other park runs, both abroad and locally across Australia? I, th I think in some ways the predictability in that you know exactly where what it is, exactly where it's going on, and the type of person involved is the sort of people we like to be involved with. We like to meet and chat and um, and so that consistency and repeatability and there is there's no once you're into it, there is absolutely no um, what's the right word taking a backward step as you arrive somewhere because you know what it's going to be like, you know how it's going to work and you know what's going to happen and and people are always welcoming. I'm yet to go to a park run and I'm up to I don't know only 60 odd um, <laughs> that that's been. Uh, anything but positive and welcoming and and so that that's what I like about it 
Yeah, absolutely. We we went to um, Australia's southernmost park run down in um, Jeeveston, oh. the south, you know, south coast of Tasmania there. And, the, you know, we didn't know these people and we went down there specifically to do that park run, but it was just brilliant how welcome we felt. We were invited to breakfast with them all and, and we were just part of the family from, from the moment we arrived to to, you know, packing up from what turned into brunch sort of mid-morning by the time we'd finished talking and having umpteen coffees and, you know, sharing our experiences and learning theirs. And it was a really nice – and I think that's, you know, that's what you get at almost every park run we've been to. We've, you know, you get invited to coffees afterwards and people want to know your story and and it's always fascinating learning theirs. A few years ago I was flying over to visit my daughter in Perth and had a look at it, and for a couple of bucks extra, I went via Darwin, um, purely <laughs> because one could. Um, I, I arrived on Friday night and Saturday morning. There's a park run in Darwin, of course, and but there was a monsoon, absolutely belting down. There were trees down, and uh, Palmerston was cancelled. And we thought, oh, here, no, it was on. I ran with them. Great people. I'm still in touch with many of them. Uh, it was just brilliant running and climbing over trees and finishing the course brilliantly. But, again, it was that consistency of, of environment and people. It was just brilliant. Yeah. And, and look, it's I suppose it's not just a reason to connect, but it's that, you know, that opportunity ready-made to connect, um, you know, always with the, the little differences, um, you know, touch of local community. They all have their own flavour, don't they, Ollie? You know, there's as much as Stephen said, you know what to expect. There's, there's always – it's it just has that – sense of something different at each park run, you know, and that's what the community brings to it. That's certainly something that, you know, still brings that element of surprise on the morning, but um, a good, good surprise, well and truly. Yeah. Now, I understand the weekend just gone, um, so we're speaking, obviously, after the weekend of Parkrun Australia's 10th anniversary and Main Beach's 10th anniversary of its inaugural event. Um, that was also a, a bit of a milestone, at least for you, Stephen. Yeah, I, um, that was my 200th Parkrun, um, 150th volunteer, and uh, it, it just keeps getting better and better. But, yeah, I didn't realise it was the 10th. It hadn't uh, dawned on me until the, the newsletter came out. And up oh, there we go. So everything mm-hmm. rolled up and li- aligned properly, and, of course, there were the cheers and carry on at the at Park Run in Bathurst here. Um, but we're away, away the week before and we're away this week as well, travelling again. But we'll find mm-hmm. a park run somewhere. Yes, yes. And where are you off to this week? Uh, Tuesday we fly to Perth to visit my daughter and, and the grandkids and uh, we're picking um, uh, Whitford Nodes as the park run we've got lined up this time. It's just up the road from my daughter's place, but we've done five or six over there already and everyone again consistent nice good place to visit my sister is over in perth as well and she's a run director at claysbrook cove park run so that it was a bit of a toss-up do we go back to claysbrook or but it's it's almost a certainty that when we visit a place that we uh, have to try a new park run so claysbrook cove is just a, a absolutely stunning park run there right on the water um but yeah, yeah. Oh, I like Quinn's there. Rock. Quinn's Rock's up north there is uh, mm. on the beach as well. and uh, It's a good um, queue to get. There's not many queue yeah, park queue runs Yeah, queues around there. But, but each time I've gone over there, there's another, <laughs> another park run popping up. So the chances of being a statesman, unless you live there, are pretty remote. Yeah, it's a tough gig when you've got to wait for a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to ask, uh, between the two of you or each of you maybe, do you have a top three? Are there events that have stood out? 
Well, we've been chattering backwards and forwards about this sort of most of the day, Ollie, um, <laughs> and we've mentioned a couple of them. Um, Lac du Devon in, in France is probably my top of the notch. It was um, because I, I guess probably because it was such an exciting time for us being over there for um, for the world champs and things, but we hired a car, um, picked up a couple of other Aussies in the hotel that we're in. We just said we're going to France for a park run and they're like, oh, okay, we'll be in for that as well. So they came with us, didn't know them, but they, they came with us. Um, but the uh, run director stood up and gave the brief in English first. He was a, a Brit. Um, gave the run uh, run brief in in English and then very seamlessly, I presume, because I didn't understand it, switched into French and gave a, a beautiful sounding um, run brief uh, in French. And it was just lovely. It was it was only quite a small park run. It was uh, twenty or thirty people, like. I guess from memory, um, but going to the boulangerie in the town square afterwards and watching, you know, looking at the markets and chattering away with the other French people, it was that was pretty special. So that that one would have to top my list. Yeah, I've, I similarly French one. There you go. Um, I was in in France in Albi for the cycling world champs, and a friend of mine just out of the blue said, "I'm in France. I'm going to go down to Toulouse for the park run." Can you want to come a lot? Done. So we worked out how to cross paths. <laughs> and on the Saturday, again, the race was on the Sunday. So the Saturday, we drove a couple hundred K to get to Toulouse and go to the La Ramee. And it was the same sort of thing. It was uh, a Scotsman with a broad accent giving a run brief in French to a bunch of expats from around the world. Um, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. But so that'll be, that'll be right up there. I've got to say, Victor Harbour here in Adelaide, that's a favourite. Um, because it's fast. I, I ran a, my parkrun type PB, not my 5K PB, but my parkrun PB was Victor Harbour. Um, and, again, nice people, straight out, straight back and uh, good surface. And, of course, the Kingston one in the UK was, was a classic um, mm. because mm. of the, the the bushy escapees, I guess, is the, the, <laughs> the, the classic. I'd done bushy in, 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 on a previous visit, so... Gin and Dara for me down in um, the ACT mm. would have to, you know, be on my list for sure. It's just such a pretty park run there um, around the is it lake or, or pond or whatever they call it. But it, it yeah. was a lovely atmosphere. It was, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that sort of, you know, rolling hills and it wasn't wasn't hilly per se, but there were certainly some lumps and bumps. And then, of course, Claysbrook Cove over in Perth, is it was just stunning and um uh, it, it's no longer, but I ran a parkrun PV there as well at the time, and um, I think the altitude training that we get here in Bathurst, then then running down at uh, at sea level, always makes us just that little bit faster, I suppose. <laughs> the, the classic with Jen and Dara was that uh, I, we live in Bathurst, but uh, I go to Canberra every week or two for work, and then mm. when the ACT came back to park running before anywhere else did, I just happened to move the days I had to be in Canberra to Friday. What a coincidence. So we stayed overnight and we've worked most of the way through, most of the state. We're working on it, one or two to go. Well done. Look, there's some beautiful park runs and definitely some to add to the list there. I must ask as well, there, there is another event in Bathurst that you could probably give us a bit of context about and many of our listeners would have taken it on before. But um, 
several years old now. I think it kicked off, what, 2017? Is that right? Yes, that's right, Ollie. It was, uh, that was one of my harebrained ideas and Stephen just didn't step back quick enough when I asked him to if he'd be interested in helping me organise a running race around Mount Panorama. Um, of course, that's been in, you know, all over our TV screens the last couple of days with the Bathurst 6 Hour and we have the Bathurst 1000 there in October. Mm. But, yeah, so we organise a – it's just one lap, so it's only 6.2 kilometres about 174 metres of elevation gain in the first 2.9 k's. So it's it's a pretty pretty tough climb, that one. And then, of course, the downhill just smashes your quads. It's it's equally painful, I'm told. I don't ever bother racing it, but Stephen's fast oh, enough right. to race it and then <laughs> and then come back and help, help me run direct. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, so the Mount Panorama Punish is, is – uh, it's it's growing in popularity. The first year we had uh, about 400 runners, um, and then we topped a thousand in 2019. 19. Yep, um, Dave Cronetti, who's a Commonwealth Games runner, you know, marathon runner of of some renown, um, came up and and raced it and set a new course record for us in 2019. And I said to him afterwards, how are your legs? And he looked at me like I was an absolute idiot. You know, here's a Commonwealth Games marathon runner and he'd just done 6.2 kilometres. And he said, oh, no, I'm fine, don't you worry. And then we talked to him two or three days later and he said, oh, my God, I've never hurt <laughs> as much as I have after that. So it's it's a bit of a fun race, that one. It's, it's right, yeah, running down through the S's and down Conrad Strait uh, absolutely destroys your quads. So <laughs> it's it's one of those ones that you do once. Um, we have worked out, we've, we've looked at the numbers and the runners and that if you can go under 40 minutes um, at park run, at park run mm-hmm. then you'll get around it within the cutoff time because we've got to slot this running race into car racing that's on the track. And so we, we get it that's how we, we get it sorted in there. But we're getting a lot of support from council and from from locals and and with a, over a thousand people entering, we're certainly looking uh, looking like a good little event. Just a that's just one of the community events we like to do. Yeah, yeah. We had people travel from again all over the uh, the world to to run it. There's a bloke in uh, France who came and ran it in 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's still in contact with us and and sends us photos wearing his Mount Panorama Punish shirt all over the world. Um, but he his thing is to run race tracks, and so when he heard that we had a, a running race on on Mount Panorama, he came to Australia pure and simply just to run on and run the race in Mount Panorama but we've had a uh, a friend from the UK came over and he raced it in 2019. Um, but, yeah, we have uh, flights coming in from Sydney. There's uh, Rachel's runners come in from Sydney and they brought three charter flights, I think, in um, in 2019 and, and they've got more than that lined up for this year already. So people come from all over Australia certainly to, to run this little race that we've created. So and this year will be the fifth edition. It'll be uh, October 24th this year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, curiosity is certainly getting the better of me. I'm going to have to uh, take a close look for this year. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you get a brilliant medal. That's, you know, something that you don't get at Park Run, but you do get at the Punish, at Mount Panorama Punish, is uh, a pretty spectacular-looking medal. That's always a nice way to finish it at the end. <laughs> and there's always Park, Bathurst Park Run the day before for warm-up. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> a match made in heaven. <laughs> Uh, look, e- excellent and well done once again. Um, it sounds like the both of you, you know, 
certainly take embracing the parkrun community and, and you know, indeed just being active and building a community to a whole new level, keeping it in a family too, as it were. Any other goals, aspirations or parkruns on your wish list? Well, we're looking forward to getting back to Europe. Um, you know, we're, we're hanging out mm. for the, the uh, international. Japan, my youngest son wants to go and run um, parkrun in Japan. Uh, so that's on the list. But, again, we've just got to wait for the borders to open up again and uh, get that sorted out. That's about the, the biggest limiting factor at the moment. And uh, so in the meantime, we'll knock off a lot of Australian ones and yeah. we have a lot of uh, visitors that come here. And it's surprising who you bump into and where you bump into them again and again and again. It's, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's part of our lives well and truly and will continue to be so for, for quite a while. We look forward to seeing you out there. We look forward to seeing you in Bathurst too. But uh, thank you both so much for your time today and, and for the chat. It's been wonderful to hear you know, this is what is a, an incredible parkrun story and uh, wish you safe travels. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. That's, that's all part of the fun, isn't it, getting out and uh, seeing more of our country. Yeah, now we've done Shell Harbour, we'll have to uh, – Husky will come back, won't it? We were down in Husky. We went to Shell Harbour because the Husky triathlon was on. Yes. That was the uh, half Ironman was there. So we had no doubt we were going to travel up to uh, Shell Harbour to do that one, and uh, Jen had history there, of course. So Husky is next on the list down there. We'll come and get down and do that one. But there's a a handful in the area, so, hey, we don't mind driving a bit to get to another one. Yeah. Yeah, it's all part of the experience. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Ollie. Great to hear from Stephen and Jen there, Ollie. What a wonderful couple. It was a great chat. The two of them have so many different experiences. But, yeah, what they've done for the Bathurst community is lovely. Hope to see you out there in October at the Mount Panorama Punish. That's an event I've been wanting to get to. I don't know that I'm currently fit for it, Ollie. Perhaps in my heyday, in my marathon running days, I would have been. But it's something to strive towards. I, it, it is an event that I'd like to get to. Oh, well, there's opportunity. So, um, yeah, we'll see, Mel. We'll see. And we had a plethora of comments in the cafe this week. Park faff aplenty. Yeah, standing room only. First in queue was one of your fellow Main Beach attendees, Mel. Jack, Jack Corkle. Tenth place at Australia Park Run, tenth birthday. That's a pretty solid effort there. It was, Ollie. I love the synchronicity there, Jack. And I it was also brilliant to speak to you and discover that you were a listener. And yeah, thank you for uh, chatting to us on the day. Great to hear from you. Uh, good to see you cross paths at least. Me virtually. I felt like I was there, but I was just I was just watching it all. And Bruce Purdy, we visited sunny Newborough Park Run in Gippsland today and am now enjoying the art trail with a takeaway coffee in hand. And Bruce posted a lovely picture from the art trail. That sounds like a nice way to spend the morning. It does. We also had Jenny Reedman. It was a great morning. Um which Absolutely was, but uh, we, we might need a bit of help there for a bit of context, Mel. I think so, Ollie. I think we need to ask the Oracle. So shout out to the Oracle. Please give us some context. This is the Oracle at Main Beach. Jenny could be found. 
volunteering, she was tokens, she was handing out knowledge is power. This has been the Oracle. Thank you, Oracle. Another great helper and part of the community at Main Beach on a fantastic morning. So I have to agree with you there, Jenny. It looked amazing. Thank you for all of your support. It must have been a lot of fun. And we had Alison King, RD, at Peringa today. Washed it down with a chai latte, a mini streusel, and a mini passion fruit cronut. That's fabulous. Thanks, Alison. And we should add, please give a shout out, everybody, to your cafes. We want to hear the names of the cafes. Give them a plug. That's right. Get a few more cafes on the radar. Do a bit of maybe cross-promotion, Mel, next time there's a World Cup on a certain podcast. Do you think they might sponsor us, Ollie? (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Maybe so. But, yeah, Alison, once again, levelling up with those post-parkrun snacks. Penny Simpson, about to head off to Mount Clarence Parkrun. Looking forward to catching up on the live from Main Beach later. Hope you enjoyed it, Penny. Sorry about my ukulele playing. And Ollie Neil Taylor, we celebrated at Burley Griffin Park Run with Sky Whale Papa drifting over the course. And Neil shared with us a Facebook, what do you call it? A Facebook link? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah a link. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I looked up what Sky Whale Papa was because I had no clue. And Sky Whale Papa is the spouse of the initially controversial Sky Whale hot air balloon unveiled in 2013. Now, this Sky Whale Papa stands as tall as a 10-storey building. That's how tall this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I know, 10-storey, wow. right? That's how tall this hot air balloon is. Because I've seen the picture. I mean, that that is something else. But, yeah, yep. I know. So these flights are running concurrently with a multimedia exhibition at the NGA that includes Patricia Pessini's new children's book called Every Heart Sings, which tells the story of the Sky Whale family. Mm. The Sky Whales are scheduled to go on tour, floating across the skies of Australia throughout 2021 and 2022. The tour is going to kick off in Albury, New South Wales, sometime in mid-April and will make its way around several states, providing more Australians with the opportunity to marvel at the enormous art projects. Now, Ollie, yes, that was a mouthful, but this is inspiring me to try to get to Aubrey mid-April because I now I want to see the Sky Whale Papa. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're going to go on the Sky Whale Trail. <laughs> but you will stop at Aubrey. Well, I just want to see these things because they look pretty amazing. Uh, I love hot air balloons. I did go on a hot air balloon flight recently and it was my second hot air balloon flight, but I just love the story. Like, this is art. The very first Sky Whale hot air balloon was created in 2013, and now this is like a sequel balloon, if you Mm. like. It's the partner of the original balloon. Yes, So the original balloon's a female. Sky Whale is a female balloon, and Sky Whale Papa is the male, and the male is hugging, if you like. Yes, yeah. A a group of babies. Yes. And signifying that this 
doesn't necessarily need to be a stereotype that female is the maternal or the I don't know the what do you call it the caring. That's right, the nurturer of the of the family pack. Yeah, exactly the nurturer. That's the word I was looking for. It doesn't yeah. the female doesn't have to be the nurturer. So in this instance, it's the the male that is the nurturer. Anyway, I digress. It's just amazing, and thank you for sharing, Neil. I'm really curious to go and check it out. I hadn't actually heard about it. I, I may have seen a you know just a passing reference to the sky whale previously not looked at it but i'll go and look it up i think it could be something interesting to share with the kids another reason to go to the act ollie yes i have to um have to check the time frame on that one since i'm missing one of those other time frames uh on on these limited time artistic features of park runs (laughs) (laughs) so many park runs so little time that's right. It's a shame. What are you going to do? Well, another cafe uh, attendee was Chantelle Hosking, celebrating the 10th anniversary of Parkrun in Australia at Queen Bien, trying to get the alphabet. Yeah, good on Chantelle. She travelled all the way up from Victoria up to Queen Bien to get her queue. Yeah, not, not an easy option for some, so good to see. It's where I got my queue as well. Ah, I don't have a queue. Just another thing that I'm ahead of you on. <laughs> yes. And Chris Fraser, no time to faff, just enough time to fuel up for a kayak adventure, only 2.5. Now, I'm assuming only 2.5 relates to the photo that he posted of his sausage roll, juice, and his lamington. That's right. Yeah, no, we, we had to we had to get some research help here and, and see which one of those that Chris was talking about. It was the fill. There was a concern with the fill. Look, that's that's a shame. I'm sorry it was only 2.5, Chris. <laughs> fill? Hang on, hang on. What does that mean? The, the, the sausage roll fill? Uh, well, that's as far as the research went, so I'm assuming it was the sausage <laughs> roll fill. Because I saw the photo and it looked like that pastry was a little bit less than um, up to standard. I thought it might have been a bit too flaky, but that was the pastry, so I wouldn't classify that as the fill. Yeah. Context. Yeah. Context, Chris. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Never mind. There's next week's cafe to clarify. All right. And we heard from Caro, Caro Voss, Woi Woi Park Run, looking the goods. And uh, beautiful early morning light shot of Woi Woi there. Yeah, I love the waterway. It was. Caro posts some really nice photos. Yes. Yeah, I love those light pictures. Okay. And Mark Scarborough, we had a leisurely sleep in and morning for a 9 a.m. park run start at Jeeveston Park Run. Got to love the Tassie park runs, Ollie. They start at 9 a.m. That's a very respectable time to start a park run. There's something about Tasmania. Good work. <laughs> and it, it looked like a fantastic time too, Mark. You're not hard to be swayed, are you, with Tassie? No, no, no. Tasmania, New Zealand, there's something about those places. Our own additional Channel 5 uh, news crew member after Mark, we've got Toc. Uh, two lattes and a hot chock for the O'Connells. Third week in a row of watching Dan smash his times. P.S. It was sunny at Inverloch. <laughs> it's always sunny at Inverloch. <laughs> but I want to know which Toc had the hot chock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it was Jack. Yeah? Okay, okay. And Erica Liotta, bunny ears and whiskers for a tourist adventure at Gundwindi. Is that how you say it, Ollie? Gundwindi. Gundwindi. An eight-hour return trip with local coffee and hot cross buns on the drive home. Erica 
posted a photo of herself in bunny ears with whiskers sporting an apricot singlet that says Adventure Erica. Definitely a well-earned title there too. What an effort. I know. Eight-hour return trip. Yes. She's right up there. Yeah. That's a hardcore adventurer. Yep. I hope you had a good rest after that, and I hope the coffee was good too. We also had car in the background. Uh, We also had (laughs) Greg Garner, first time as RD at Victory Heights Trail Park Run. Bit wet, so numbers were down this morning, but who doesn't mind a bit of mud? Oh, well done, Greg. Brilliant. And congratulations on your first go as RD. That vest looks perfect on you. It's a natural fit. And Val Warwick. Happy 10th birthday signs for the Devonport Volleys on a brilliant, sunshiny and warm morning. And the sign said, Parkrun Australia, happy 10th birthday. What a way to get in the spirit. Nice work, Val. And one of our fantastic supporters this weekend, Tracy Wood, pineappling at Main Beach. Very appropriate, given the theme, Mel. It was, and a lovely photo there of Tracy and Lyndall with one of the pineapples hanging from a tree at Main Beach. And Mandy Oliver, Main Beach. So... (laughs) For a bit of context, Mandy had a photo from Main Beach and Mandy says she's disappointed that she missed us there and she's an avid listener of the pod and we're disappointed that we didn't get to chat to you too, Mandy, but thank you for sharing your photo. Yeah. Oh, look, it it would have been great to have an an extra catch-up with those listeners. Sorry to have taken up so much of your time there, Mel. It looks like we had a fair few listeners out and about at Main Beach. I know. I could have talked to so many more people if I hadn't have had a job. Next time. Hey, look, you know, maybe if, if everyone gets on the III trail for the, um, the 10th anniversary bus, we can all meet up at uh, each respective 10th anniversary. Or just come to Palm. Oh, there's an idea. I should probably be promoting that, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Come to Palm and we can have freedom runs to chat to you and dinners and dress-up night. Everybody's welcome. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. You can see you know, this podcasting thing at work, which you know, we, we've only fairly recently discovered. Well, you, you had an experience <laughs> before. It would be fantastic you know, if anyone is out there and looking for what to do in the next week or two. Um, assuming you're listening to this before Palm, <laughs> get to the Sunshine Coast. And if you're not, well, too bad you missed all the fun. That's it. Now, also in the cafe was Beck, um, Rebecca Bailey, kicking off the month of April with the first of four weeks of touristing and alphabeteering. Went to Kame for a K. Aiming for a roadie this week to get my Z next weekend. That's quite a roadie. Missed the home run, but I'll be back to Shell Harbour in May. Oh, it always has to get a mention, doesn't it? Okay, Beck. well, it's all right. It's you giving it the mention, so that's okay. And uh, well done on a really impressive tourism. That's right. And, and uh, look, just thinking of the trajectory, if she's heading for a Z, she's clearly going north. What were we just saying about people that were heading in that direction? Oh, they could come to Palm. They could come to Palm. Come on, Beck. <laughs> You can do it. (laughs) And Lyndall Murray was also at Main Beach and she took the time to snap a photo of the dancing marshal and doing so bagged herself another bingo number. 
I'm oh. a little bit jealous of that. Yeah, and and well done to Lyndall. We uh, we were almost going to finish up the live, and then bang, Lyndall has finished, and we got more time talking about it all. So it was uh, it was great, and uh, thank you for <laughs> jumping straight on. And and um, I hope you weren't too puffed after that, Lyndall throwing you straight into a chat. She did fabulously. Yes. Speaking of doing fabulously, Shannon Aspinall shared with us and a very important role this weekend, the Chief Easter Egg hander at White Rock Park Run. And that was a very cute photo of a Jiju volley holding a container of Easter eggs. Nice work. That would have been a very popular volunteer. And Irene visited Meningi Park Run. Decent crowd of runners, 32 in total. Came in fifth and first female with a PB. Brunch at Meningi Bakery, iced latte and an apple scroll, the best one I've ever eaten, baked by the main baker, who is also the RD and ED. Wow. (laughs) Now, that is a person you want to be friends with. Yes, I think so. So well done for Meningi to have such a claim to fame as the local baker as a ED. And well done, Irene, for... A very good position at Meningi Park Run. Brilliant. Congratulations on the PB. Well done also to the splendid-looking Cameron Drake, another member of the team, keeping it classy, followed by a long black at the local. Hopefully this one wasn't as hot, Cam, but uh, I have to commend you. Uh, What an outfit combining the elegant purple volunteer with the bunny ears. Yep, we like to see that. And a bow tie. I almost missed that. Yeah, I know. He was looking very spiffy. It was our cam. Yes. And Josie Kidman, happy 10th birthday to Parkrun Australia and Main Beach. Proud to say that Main Beach Parkrun was my inaugural Parkrun on the 15th of June 2013. Well done, Josie. That is a fabulous claim to fame. Nice way to start. Yeah, fairly early days for Main Beach too. And then we had Dawn Branton. Great podcast last week, Parkrun Adventurers. Thank you very much, Don. But although you use sound like they should be sheep, they are actually very friendly imaginary creatures that look a bit like wombats. And it would be fun if they did go on tour around Australia, but they are going to be auctioned with proceeds going to the Royal Children's Hospital. Oh, thanks for getting back to us about that, Dawn. And yes, you use are indeed fictional creatures loosely based on the dugong and the wombat. Yeah, I, I have been Googling you use after uh, Dawn's clarification and, of course, after the chat last week. Very cute. And I'm very sad to have missed them. Because my understanding is that uh, things are pretty much wrapped up now, Mel. Well, you never know, Ollie, because maybe being that they're being auctioned, one could turn up anywhere. Yes. I'm assuming they're going to be like those marine creatures from the Sydney Olympics. You'll go to some random little country town (laughs) (laughs) and there'll be a (laughs) UU. Excellent. Keep your eyes peeled, people. We want UU reports. (laughs) And Adelina Trott. Family affair this week, volunteering at Westerfolds. Stephen is RD and our youngest Isabella with mum as tailwalkers. Happy 10th birthday, Parkrun Australia. Thanks, Adelina. And it was really lovely to see Isabella joining in the volley fun. And then we had Lee Hargraves adventuring at Studley, Bouncy Bouncy Bridge. I haven't been to Studley, Mel. What's the bridge? Lee is referring to the historic Canes Bridge. Ollie, Canes Bridge is a pedestrian single-span suspension bridge over the Yarra River. 
connecting Studley Park with Yarra Bend Park. It was rebuilt in its current location after the original version was swept away in the 1934 floods. So it's been around a while, that bridge, very picturesque, and as Lee eloquently describes, very, very bouncy. (laughs) Bouncy, bouncy, in fact, yeah. And Rio Montalaba Lambino, happy 10th anniversary, Parkrun Australia. From the Ponds Park Run and Rio posted a group photo with signs from the event team holding up that said, Happy 10th Anniversary Park Run Australia. I saw lots of bunny ears and tutus, Ollie. Yeah, what great support from the Ponds. Nice to see them getting in the celebration. Yes, thanks for joining. And uh, look at the end of the queue, last but certainly not least, uh, this week at Dazza's, Ingrid Botha ran Willow Park Run with my sister and my daughter. W for my alphabet. 17th different location, first Victorian run. I thought it'd be an easy run as my daughter doesn't run much, but it turns out she has two speeds, walking and supersonic. Isn't that just typical of kids though? Ollie, like, I'm sure that the supersonic was at the probably 100 metres to go mark (laughs) before the finish for that uh, white line fever. Yes, that's it. You you can't program them. No, you drag them along for 4.9 kilometres and then they see the finish flags and they're like off. See, I haven't experienced that yet. It's been some time since I've tried it with Zali. I I can't remember if I've tried it with Ava. I think I have, but um, yeah, mine mine don't save anything in the tank. They just go and then the tank <laughs> just gets packed up and shut away. Well, it was great to have you in Victoria, Ingrid. I hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So, Mel, there was certainly a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of great sharing, and thank you so much, everyone that joined us at Dazza's Cafe. Thank you also to Mark, who we've heard from this week in the far, far south, the deep south of Jeeveston Park Run. After he popped up in the cafe, we have a roving report from Mark, so um, we'll have to have a listen to that, and of course, catch up with the latest from the informant. Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew and uh, we have adventured to Tasmania and we are actually at the Geeston Parkrun at Heritage Park in Geeston with uh, Tasmania's forest town and uh, good thing about Geeston is the southernmost parkrun in Australia uh, so now we've t- tipped off our northernmost at Nycliffe in Darwin and now our southernmost here in Geeston. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Houston today. It's actually quite warm. Uh, seasonally warm, I believe, for Tasmania. But uh, we're going to go have a parkrun and have a chat to a few of the other parkrunners here today. No. I'm at the finish line here with Nadine. Good morning, Nadine. Good morning, Mark. Nice to meet you in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been the microphone that um, called it out for you. Well, the GoPro gave me a clue and the Wagyu bridge, and then the microphone just was the deciding factor. <laughs> Did you see the troll out there today? No trials. I did keep a lookout for um, platypus, but I'm going to have to have a walk afterwards and see what I can find. Well, the, I think the Waggy Bridge troll was here. Elise, you want oh, to find the? Right? Yeah. There's a, where's the troll? Oh, I think I can spy it. Yeah. <laughs> Where, wherever there's a bridge, there's a troll. So, yeah. So, Jason Parkrun, well done. What brought you here? Uh, my husband turned 50, so we thought we'd have a little getaway. So we thought, why not come to Tasmania? Excellent. And where's home Parkrun? Rosebud on the Mornington Peninsula. 
And do you get around Victoria much and uh, tourists? I try to. We Definitely this year I've put the accelerator on touristing and getting around pretty much almost every week. Much to um, Bev at, at Rosebud is very unhappy because I'm never there anymore to give her a hug. So everyone at Rosebud, please make sure you give extra hugs to Bev when you go there because um, she's missing me. I'm her <laughs> second unofficial daughter. <laughs> and uh, what's Rosebud Park Run like? Rosebud is a coastal run. We do a double out and back along the foreshore. Um, beautiful place to run. Lots of great coffee places. Um, bit wild and woolly on the on the windy days, but uh, that's what makes it all the fun. Is um, you have your lovely days and you have your not so lovely days, and we get out there and do it anyway. Is it always sunny there, like at Inverloch? Probably, yeah, pretty much, except except when it's not, but don't tell Tok that. <laughs> and uh, have you done it many other park runs in Tasmania? This is my fifth in Tasmania. So I've done Launceston, Railton, um, Hobart, the Risdon Dam, and what else have I done? Bell Reef. And this is parkrun number five in Tasmania. And high on the list is Kate Reed, which is set up by our good friends Lee and Leanne. And um, the next one is also White Mark Wharf. They're top of my list for Tassie to get to. Yeah. Bit of a challenge here to White Mark Wharf, though. Um, but um, in Tasmania, what's your top three? Um, oh, well, I've only done five, so all of them. Yeah. Railton, 100% Railton, because I like, I do like a trail run. Um, Bell Reef was nice, and once I do Kate Reed, that will be top off as well. <laughs> so we've got to find a couple of more park runs to do in Tasmania, and Kate Reed gets mentioned a lot. You might want to speak to one of their regulars here, Mr. Lee Evans, is sitting here right beside me. All right, Lee. So. Where's your home park run? Is it Kate Reed? It is Kate Reed. That is, it is. Yes. Um, started by my beautiful wife Leanne, who's out there walking somewhere with our granddaughter. <laughs> and um, what can you tell us about Kate Reed? It's a, it's a trail run. Uh, yes, it's a trail run. It's in the Kate Reed uh, Nash, uh, State Reserve, actually, which is behind the velodrome. Um, we have plenty of parking, by the way. Um, and it's a, a true trail. It's all on. Um, even the fire trail is rocky. Uh, it's a combination of um, single trail, fire trail, uh, with a lot of undulation, uh, a lot of rocks. Um, I wouldn't say it was pram friendly, but one guy has got around three times with a with a ro- uh, with a cross country pram now. So kudos to that guy, whoever he is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's undulating gently. Okay. Yes. So um, it is a challenge. Uh, you probably won't run what you run on your nice flat park run normally, but it is beautiful. We see uh, snakes, wallabies, kangaroos, echidnas, uh, everything we see on that course. I'm not sure if you're selling it or not now, saying snakes, but you know, that's I suppose the, the joys of Australian park run, isn't it? Look, we've only ever seen one that scooted across the uh, course once. Uh, he got out of the way very quickly because he only got run over by a very quick runner. So, Mind you, uh, back home in Canberra at Mount Ainsley, you've got to be wary of the kangaroos there. We've had a few runners actually uh, collide with kangaroos on that course. So it's an interesting trail run there as well. So, all right, well, thanks for that. We um, see where our travels take us in Tasmania and where we end up over the next couple of weeks. So thanks for the chat. Enjoy. I'm here with, uh, with Nina, the run director for today. Good morning, Nina. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having us at uh, Jeeveson Park Run today. It's a, quite a warm day for Tasmania. Very warm. Unseasonably warm for here, but um, yeah, not PB weather. PB weather, but <laughs> yeah, it's good. So what can you tell us about Jeeveson Park Run? 
Uh, well, we've been here for um, just over two years now. Um, and we've had a couple of setbacks in that we had some bushfires here and COVID. Um, but yeah, back into it now. We love it. Yeah, we'd, we'd be lost without it. It's a beautiful play space here, the Heritage Park. Um, nice big open play, play space with brilliant playground for the kids. Yeah. And we've also got a, a stream that runs through where there may be some platypus. Yes, we've got uh, the Commandy River that runs through our course. And we do have um, a resident platypus up at one of our turnaround points. Um, and he is visible quite often, which is really nice for people to be able to see. Um, yeah, it's great. We love it. And do you get around in um, park, park run any visit in many other park runs in Tasmania? Uh, we get around um, a few, not as many as you guys, as you can see from your Adventures of the Troll. But um, we have a few local park runs like... Um, we have Kingston, which is amazing, and Belrive and Montrose, which is uh, fabulous park runs, and uh, quite a few more than we had a couple of years ago, which yeah. is amazing to see. Yeah, we're, we're so lucky. And um, your volunteering is run director today. What, what other volunteer roles do you, what's your favourite volunteer role? I think I've only done it once before, but I love tail walking. Yeah. <laughs> so you still get to get your uh, walk in, um, but I also love run directing. I love seeing all the new faces, and I... Yeah, I love seeing all the community get together. It's fantastic. I love volunteering. Well, great. Thank you for your time today and thanks for having us at Jason Parkrun. Thank you so much for visiting. Good to see you guys. All right, Parkrun Adventurers, we've finished at Geeston Parkrun. It's a beautiful parkland space they have there at the uh, Heritage Park for, for Geeston. And unfortunately, you didn't spot any platypus today, but uh, don't let that discourage you for coming to Geeston and um, having a bit of a look for yourself. Now, um, James from the Channel 2 News crew, what were your thoughts on uh, Geeston today? It's very beautiful and nice. I thought we were going to find a platypus, but we couldn't see one. Oh, as always, next time isn't there. All right, we'll catch you next time on the Parkrun Adventurers. Mark out. Hi everyone, this is the intern. The bus has gone away for Easter and left me in charge. No Ferrari will ever head to this part of town. I'm left with a 1991 Nissan Pulsar. No reverse camera, no cruise control, barely their aircon, not even Bluetooth. As you know, these are unofficial stats. I'm sure they're correct, but if they're not, well, nobody really cares anyway. Well done everyone who got out and ran or volunteered last weekend across the 417 down under events and a post-COVID record of 508 worldwide. This is due mostly to the Ruskies. They had a huge Super Saturday with eight events launching and something like 30 other events coming back for the first time since the lockdown. In Australia and New Zealand, we had 50,763 runners out of 55,954 worldwide. Another new COVID world record. We had 7,176 PBs, while 2,459 people participated for the first time. Yay! 179 juniors reached their 10 milestone, 198 reached their 50 milestone, 133 reached their 100 milestone and 18 people reached their 250 milestone. Well done guys! 16 people called bingo. Ross Dibor took the longest with 278 events and Danielle Stasinowski only took 169 events. We have 10 new states people. In the ACT, Patrick, Nathan, Helen and Matthew Lewisome 
went to Coombs, while Annalise Arnold, Jodie Clouton went to Wagoo Bridge. In South Australia, Greta, Jessica, Kane and Stephen Wilkinson became statespeople at Yeddle... Yeld... Yeddolpi Weir Trail. On the most Aussie New Zealand events list, 10 people moved up six spots. Congratulations to Chloe Bailey, James Rees, Bruce Purdy, Andrea DJ, Russ Glenn and David Ray. In the top 20, Neil Schultz and Robin Whitworth were equal 15th last week. This week, Neil drops down to 16 and Robin continues his climb by running at Riverbank. Robin is now equal 14th with Tony Jennings, having 137 different events each. Biggest Wilson mover of the week is Brad Gossett, who jumped 13, going from 29 to 42. Carol Paris from South Australia remains our highest windaxer, now on 173. That's it. All done and before lunch. I don't know why the informant gets so grumpy. He doesn't even have a spreadsheet. It's a SQL Server database. All these stats will be on the blog at theinformant.me. That's theinformant, all one word, dot M-E. See you at Palm. Bye, everyone. Okay. Thank you, Mark. All the way from lovely Jeeveston down south in Tasmania. And as an aside, happy 50th birthday, Ian Crawford. Now, Ollie, the intern, so we need to address this. <laughs> the informant, he did not use official channels to request leave. That's right. There are processes and processes are there to be respected, right, Mel? Apparently, he was away for Easter and left <laughs> the intern on the job. However... What a brilliant job the intern did. I was very impressed. Yeah, not bad, intern. Not bad. There's somebody we can definitely rely on going forward, Ollie. Well, it's good to have someone. Yes, that's right. And less grumpy and less sassy, so very up vibe. I mean, that definitely fits with our outlook. Our outlook on things, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we do take a slightly less sassy approach than the uh, than the informant there. No, I think, uh, I think the intern's a good option, Mel. I wonder if the informant's intending to be back next week. Maybe the intern will have to tell us. They, they seem to be in the know. All right, and Ollie, oh, I wasn't at Juniors this week. No. I'm away. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we've even addressed this, Mel. I mean, this could potentially be the, I was going to say the third, <laughs> just thinking back to all the episodes, recording where posts have been in the same state. You are in New South Wales, right, Mel? I am. Yes. And can I just say, Ollie, the weather is crap. <laughs> What's with this? I know, it's not your fault. It's La Nina. Uh, well, I hate to say it, Mel, but it's it's um, it's not bad down here, but um, oh. hopefully it clears up up there for you, especially oh. whenever you, you're uh, visiting the Sunshine State there. Sunshine State. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm seeing lots of photos from Victoria and it's nice and sunny down there. So um, anyway, whatever. Yes. It's still warm. I'm not going to complain. But... I didn't get to juniors this week, but I did get a special message from my dear little Abby, and so I'm going to play it for you now. Hi, Mel. I came 22 today. I miss you. Bye. Oh, thank you, Abby. I miss you too. It's good to hear from Abby, and well done once again. 
Ollie, there was another Juniors this week that launched. Yes. How exciting. There's Connor Park Juniors in Brisbane. They launched this week. Yeah, well done to the team there. 37 kids. Yes. Fantastic effort. Um, not tempted to make an appearance, Mel? Oh, uh, well, I was tempted, Ollie, I have to say. <laughs> However, I have a preteen who was already woken quite early to get to Main Beach Park Run on Saturday. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah, so we aren't in Queensland at the moment. We're in northern New South Wales. So it was quite a a decent drive to get up to Main Beach. Uh, And because I needed to, for my own mental health, to be there nice and early. (laughs) Yes. We departed quite early from our accommodation. However, over the last week... Daylight Savings has ended in New South Wales, which means if we were to attend the Queensland launch, we would have to have got up an extra hour early. Yeah, so that did work in your favour. Oh, well, it did for Main Beach, but not for the potential to go to Oh, yes, very true, yes. uh, Would have meant a roughly 4am start maybe next weekend or maybe we just have to come back another time. Always a good reason to come back. Exactly. Oh, Ollie, I'm on the job for Longest Run North Brisbane. Oh, do tell. Oh, no. Well, so Tracy Wood, she's already got an event planned for Longest Run North Brisbane, and I'm looking at a tourist weekend for Queen's birthday in Victoria is the weekend. I've already – I'm pretty sure it's the weekend after the launch – that's right. That's exactly right. Unless, of course, as Danny says, unless, of course, the uh, the launch date shifts back to the 12th or the 19th. It should be the week after the return of Parkrun in England. Oh, dear Lord. Let's not hope that that weekend changes. But if it does, that's fine. I'll just co-host from Queensland. That's right. Mel's proven it can be done. We can host from Queensland, so uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And uh, that would make that, that weekend particularly exciting. But so... North Brisbane, that will be an excellent array of park runs to choose from. Yeah, so last year, obviously, we were all in lockdown and for a longest run, we actually created our own little local event with just a very reduced amount of people. The previous year, I went to Sydney. Ollie, you know I was there with you. That's right. That's right. We carpooled. We did. That was so much fun. And we hobbled across the last park run together, yeah. I enjoyed the longest run interstate tourism so much. So I've got that in my sights this year to do that again. So, hey, come with me. Come to Brisbane. Oh, look, it's a really appealing option. And, I mean, I've talked about if Tassie had an option, I'd I'd love to jump at that. But I'm thinking, Mel, um, and, and look, everyone out there, I've I've seen – I've seen North Brisbane actually post their longest run event details. I haven't really seen any others. So everyone out there, if you're planning a longest run, love to see those pop up. Do share it. But, yeah, I'm just wishing or wondering what way I can help bring the longest run just a little bit closer to home. So I'm um, not sure if that would be possible, but I don't know if I'll make it to Brizzy. Ah, well, I'm sure you can get an event going in your 
lovely state of New South Wales, I'm sure you've got multiple options happening. There are a few opportunities there. So as we move closer, very excited to see the longest run plans. Always a fun day. Highly recommend it to anyone that hasn't tried it. Yeah, and it's exciting that it's drawing closer. And promise we won't let it eclipse the event also imminent in England. Oh, yes. That's our top priority. Danny, we're not forgetting. I promise you we're not forgetting. Can't wait. But... Mel, uh, I suppose in the meantime, if yeah, if there are any longest run details that you want to send us, or if you'd like to send us anything else, you can email us at parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. Uh, you can always message us on Facebook. Just drop into the cafe Dazzers for a chat after your park run day or on your park run day. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, you can. And did you notice Dazza had a Hawaiian shirt this week, Ollie? Nobody commented. Doesn't miss a trick. I guess he's just that seamless. <laughs> it's just that expectation with Dazza. He was in theme with Main Beach's Hawaiian theme. Yeah, he did a good job. No wonder he pulls a crowd. <laughs> Speaking of crowds, uh, we're looking forward to seeing a crowd in, by the time the pod's out, about a week. I know. Palm is so close, Ollie. Have you got your costume organised? Nope. What? <laughs> Heaps of time, right, Mel? Well, maybe for you, but I'm already, like, (laughs) away from home. My costume did not arrive in time for me to pack it, so I'm currently costumeless. It's okay. I'm sure I can pull something together at the last minute. It's a parkrun theme. I've got plenty of scope. Yes, there's one thing that theme has for a group of park runners: it's scope. <laughs> In the meantime, Mel, it's been a fantastic week. Another um, great opportunity to hear about everyone's park run days, and look forward to doing it again next week. Uh, have you got plans for next week, Mel? You said you were off to Kira, was it? Yes, I am working on my I I I. Excellent. Well. Enjoy your park run day, Mel, when it comes around. Thank you again for all of your wonderful work at Main Beach and for joining us this episode. Thank you, everyone else, for joining us. Have a good park run day. 